drink cinema. Cheese. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two out of three brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. How are you? Uh, I'm not sucking cocks in hell, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> um, what a way to open the show. <laughs> we are reviewing the movie The Exorcist, in case you didn't know that line. Yeah. Uh, from Brett just blurting it out on our podcast that luckily has an explicit rating on it. Uh-huh. Would you like to know the tagline for the movie The Exorcist from 1973? Is it the scariest movie of all time? No, that's what it says on the front of the Blu-ray. Uh, which people agree or disagree with. Mm-hmm. It's got four on wikiquote.org. Wikiquote. Sorry, okay. en.wikiquote.org. Okay. So you know I'm reading it in English. Mm-hmm. It's got four taglines. Right. Of varying lengths, right? Taglines are meant to be catchy. Yes. Tell me if this one's catchy. Yeah. Something beyond comprehension is happening to a girl on this street in this house, and a man has been sent for as a last resort. This man is the exorcist. Not that catchy. Nobody expected it, nobody believed it, and nothing could stop it. The one hope, the only hope, the exorcist. Taglines were longer back in the day. What Somewhere about what between... an excellent day for an exorcism? Yeah. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world, the world of darkness. Ooh. Or the one that's actually tagging, the devil inside. I don't like any of them, to be honest. This... uh, There's an about section, right, on Uh wikiquote.com, which is not really about the movie, Okay. This is a quote from an article by Alok Vaid Menon on how the transphobic narrative constructs predators and victims. Moving on. The 1973 horror flick The Exorcist is my favourite snapshot of the cultural plates of white cis little girls. In the film, a little girl with a single mother is possessed by the devil. From another perspective, the little girl is exploring her sexuality and her own demons slash meanness. Obviously, white men from the church have to be brought in to save her since her single mum can't do it alone. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Imagine drawing that out of this Mm. movie. Idiot. All right, we are reviewing The Exorcist, um, and after reading that uh, ridiculously long transphobic bow being drawn, Mm. I need a drink. That's good, because I have prepared one. Good. It's called... The Exorcist. Oh, good. And it has in it tequila, yep, uh, lime cordial, blue okay. caracarao, and, you know, just some solo to top off. All right. Over ice. Um, for the record, we need more tequila and probably some more blue caracarao. Oh, yeah. Click the link to support and tip us. I was hoping it would be more vomit green Well, in actually, colour. we also need some more Midori. Yeah, we need more Midori. Um, cheers. Cheers. I like it. Ooh. I mean, what's not to like? Could do a little bit more lime, mm. I think. Mm. Blue curacao and solo go well together. Yeah, that's like the two main ingredients of a wet willy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Let's not get... All right. Um, <laughs> the quantities will be on our socials for that. Uh, yes, At two will. out of three brothers. All right. 
The story of The Exorcist, it's based on a novel by William Friedkin, who also, oh no, directed by William Friedkin, uh, the screenplay by William Peter Blatty, based on his 1971 novel of the same name. Mm -hmm. Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. Yeah. Not Sydow. Sydow, whatever. Sydow. Max von Sydow. Maxi. It's... Like a proper slow build horror movie. You guys think like a prayer. Wow. I'll take you there. Too much Madonna. It's a proper slow build horror movie. Oh, 100%. It's very interesting. I'll. In terms of. Okay, so I want to talk a couple of things about the story. Mm -hmm. In terms of horror story, it does do the slow build, but it doesn't get progressively scarier scarier uh, like it kind okay. of stuff happens mm-hmm. there's a couple of quick jumps yep like it goes from her probably being a bit sick in the head mm. to her walking down the stairs on her hands which wasn't in the version i watched i watched the blu-ray director's cut right and I, and then when you told me that that wasn't in the version you watched i thought that was really odd because that's an iconic scene yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Not so the most, but continue. Yeah. The So it it does follow the slow build of horror. Yep. But what I found really interesting on this watching of it was the comments that the movie is making in regards to science versus faith. Yes, and science versus religion. Yep. And one thing that I forgot is that it's actually a doctor that suggests an exorcism. Yeah. Because, yeah, they can't go any further. But the the doctor kind of does say an exorcism in a psychosomatic kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like if the person who is actually some kind of schizophrenic... Yep believes that an exorcism will help them, then an exorcism will help them, which yeah. in itself is a comment on faith. Uh-huh. Really. Yes. So that's the interesting that I yeah. thought about it because it's very like it's partially like, no, I don't believe in religion, says Karen. And then... <laughs> Chris McNeil. <laughs> yeah. And then... um. Religion ends up, you know, saving saving the day eventually. Yes, but so then it's an interesting, almost anti-religious, but then it is pro-religion. But then also, we also watched Exorcist Believer, which came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that is a little bit similar. Yeah, it's more anti-religion, really. But it doesn't really end up with religion saving the day, which is the key difference, I think. Yeah, it's the dad. Doesn't believe in religion. A lot of difference. But then all of these, well, in terms of story, yeah, like in terms of messaging, I mean, right. it's not necessarily the religion that saves in the end. But I won't spoil it. So it's a slow build. I forgot that it's that slow. That there's the whole Iraqi thing at the start. I completely forgot that was a thing. Yeah, Max von Sydow, yeah, out in Iraq, uh, finding little artifacts, and. We don't get a lot of information about him. Mm-hmm. That, I feel, in the book is a prologue. Yes. Like, it's not a chapter one. Yeah. 
Um, and then we see the huge dick deviled statue. Uh huh. Then tells essentially Max Sidow to go to Georgetown. Yep. Which is really odd. Yeah. But we end up in Georgetown. We do find out straight away that Chris McNeil is a Karen. And I was wondering if Warner Brothers would have been filming a movie in Georgetown. Like, is that a location that people would well, film in? Unless yeah. it's the actual university. Like, Georgetown University is the centre of the movie. But that's an aside. Um, it was mainly... In, the interior scenes were mainly shot in New York. No, um, in the movie, the, the movie within the movie. Sorry, I forgot she was an actress. Yeah, like uh, would yeah. they have sent? Um, yes, okay, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, would they have sent her to Georgetown for filming? She's Chris McNeil. I mean, I think she's a big deal. She is a big, well, mm. she thinks she's a big deal also. She definitely does. Um, nothing, I wrote, we're 20 minutes in and nothing scary has happened. I remember once I watched this with a friend and he was like, this is boring. Yeah. This is a really boring movie. And then like a little bit later, he was like screaming at the TV like, what the fuck? The, and then we get a couple of jump scenes, but we do get quite a build up of the, Sciency side of things, and the, yeah. she's approaching it very clearly from the start as a melodic, uh, melodic, a medical thing. Mm, mm, mm. But then we do get a little flash of demon face, yeah, which kind of says to us, "Well, she's possessed. What yeah. are you wasting your time you with? You know, she's possessed." And antiquated MRI machine mm. that would have made me cry, let alone a 12-year-old girl. No, brutal. Apparently, um, that scene um, in the cinema is where yes. they show movies. Generally. Um, caused the most discomfort. Yeah. Especially when they, the bit where they, like, actually stick a needle into her. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh. It looks real, right? Linda Blair has done very well to a be able to be in movies after this movie. Yeah. Not only for not being typecast and not only for not being just a child star, but the fact that she managed to be on set again and do more after what I imagine was an incredibly taxing process mm. of doing this movie is great. British comedian Graham Garden who has a medical degree, agreed the scene was genuinely disturbing in his review in The New Scientist, and he called it irresponsible. Horror movies are meant to be disturbing, Graham. Yep. Mr. Garden. I think he also said, I enjoyed that scene where she masturbates with a crucifix. Oh, no, she, He didn't say that. <laughs> I made that up. The, the There's little... What it does well in terms of horror movies... I think is have little things that don't quite allow Chris McNeil to do more investigations. Okay. Like the fact that she's young makes the things she's saying not believable. Yes. So like Mr. Howdy. Yeah. Right? With the Ouija board and the... She thinks that the thing going across the Ouija board away from her is, is Reagan when it's really not. And another moment that kind of stops Chris from 
thinking too much other than medically about it is that candle that blows up, but yes. Carl appears to make her move on and forget about the oh, candle. Fucking exploding. Carl. Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking Carl for the boss too. He's mm. like, we don't have rats. And she's like, just put some fucking traps up there, would you? Just do what I say, what Carl. What am I paying you for? Yeah. When they actually don't have rats. They have demons. They have a demon. And you can't trap a demon with cheese. Yes, because demons are historically lactose intolerant. Everybody knows that. That's why they Come vomit on, green. Chris. Yeah. Because she had cheese. They gave, She had the cheese from the mouse traps. Yeah. And so she had to vomit. Uh-huh. Yep. That's like how... Um, so demons are lactose intolerant and angels are celiac. Oh, okay. Yeah. How does that go with give us a stay our daily bread? Well, they don't have um, trespasses to forgive. I don't know, Lee. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my joke. Um, and nothing, nymphs, nymphs are vegans. I don't fucking know. Nothing really happens... That makes her take her to a doctor. She pees. A, she pees the floor. That's after the first doctor visit. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's not been well. So this is what happens, right? I've gone in my notes. Nothing really happens much that makes her take her to a doctor. That seems a bit of a jump, right? And then we get the flash of the demon face while all of that's happened. Yeah. Then I've I felt this scene. A disorder of the nerves affects her concentration, and they give her Ritalin. Uh-huh. Right. She's got ADHD, they Duh. reckon, which yeah. was an ADHD. Nah. They just fi- they just found out that speed calms kids down sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So they started prescribing it. Uh, and then keep your fingers away from my goddamn sea. Uh-huh. The first sea bomb of the movie. God. Ooh. Then the party happens after that. Did I miss another scene? So, well, then I wrote, the simplest solution is pills. Did I miss another scene? I don't know. That It's a comment on the way they tr- the way historically mental health, I think, has been treated as well. Yeah. Because the priest is a psychologist and the doctor's solution is to just give her some pills. Yeah. Did you watch the extended director's cut, 132 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's the version that's on streaming. No, but the the piss still comes after the first doctor visit. I don't I don't remember that first doctor visit. Oh no, okay. Do you yep. remember the doctor saying your daughter said keep your fingers away from her goddamn cunt? No. Is that oh, so is that an added scene? Maybe. This could be terrible. Or a terrible review then. Well, I think there's only a oh. Anyway, the, the director's main, a dickhead. The main part of the, the movie stays in. The director is a dickhead calling Carla Nazi. Right, director is a dickhead calling Carl a Nazi. Oh, fuck. Well, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, sorry. No, sorry. I was like, William Friedkin never called Carl a Nazi. No, the character he director might have. called he, Carl yeah, a Nazi. Yeah, what was that? He was just an asshole. And then the priest playing the piano. Hello. Lee, I don't know about you, but my idea of heaven is I'm dancing in an art club playing the piano dressed in all white, singing Diana Ross. I don't you know what, what he is was. singing. It's Christmas in heaven, all the children sing. 
There's head spinning and crucifix masturbation. And pissing on the carpet. There's a demon <laughs> in Reagan. The stars fall from the sky. What's interesting, though, is that, that that priest is in the house and doesn't get any demonic feelings. He's not a real priestly. No vibes. He just joined the thing to get with um, no, the other priests. <laughs> the bed-shaking effect is pretty good. The effect of her having the very violent yeah. back-and-forth yeah. thing. Yeah. All of those practical effects are very good. Yeah. Some other things. I, I won't go through the story bit by bit because we might have to keep stopping for scenes that you didn't see. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to say that it's a very good horror movie and ticks the, uh, quite a few horror boxes in terms of the slow build-up and some increasing suspense. You know, I did write in my notes, are like, oh, they're giving away that she's possessed. And then I'm like, Lee, the name of the movie is The Exorcist. Yeah. Like, the the tagline is an essay about how <laughs> she's possessed. We know that an exorcism of a possessed girl is happening in this movie. Yeah. So it's okay to give that away early. Yes. The So it does the horror thing well and leads to like the showdown at the end between mm-hmm. Max von Sydow and the other priest who I've forgotten the name of, Damien. And yes, Demi, Demi, and uh, Linda Blair slash the demon slash Reagan. Yeah, right. So it does that build up really well. It does the look of Reagan really well to enhance Mm. that Mm. horror. That it still looks like her, and it still looks like a young girl, but is fucked up. Yes, the. Yeah, and as I said earlier, the one thing that I really noticed this time was the theme of mental health and medical treatment and religion. I also think at one point it was a bit a room full of men mansplaining to a single mother. Whether that was intentional... I don't know if that was intentional or just is of the time. But I do love... A bloody slow zoom in when somebody's having a monologue. Oh, Friedkin loves My it even more. My God. I was like, is that getting closer? It was that slow. The zoom yeah. in was that slow. I'm like, is he getting bigger or am I having a stroke? My favourite one was the zoom in on the detective when they're mm, having tea. Lee J. Cobb. And slowly zooms in, right? And then yeah. he finishes his speech and she says something and they're like, oh, well, that speech is over. Mm. But slowly zooms out again yeah, 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 yeah. to include Chris McNeil back into that scene. Would you ask for an autograph? Yeah. Okay. He's weird. <laughs> it's for me. I didn't quite get the inviting all the priests to see a movie thing. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, why is they, hey, priesty, do you want to come see a movie? I don't know, like... Is, was that a, like a gay code in the 70s? I don't know. I don't know. Like if you invited someone to see a movie that was like Othello starring Jerry Lewis, did that mean you were gay? Yeah, because that movie doesn't exist. No, no, but neither <laughs> yeah, does yeah, yeah. the movies that... The, yes. They don't. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like yeah. If you said, oh, 
I'm going to see Macbeth. And he's like, who stars as Lady Macbeth? Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. he's gay. And oh. I don't want to go on a date with him. So you say, I've seen it. You go, surely it would be, I'm going to see Macbeth. Who's Lady Macbeth? Jude Garland. No, but they're comedic actors. That's the joke. Mm. It's not a gay thing. I didn't get it. It's not a gay thing, but I didn't get it. But I just didn't understand it. Unless he was just trying to, let's have a chat. That was his way of talking to people. But he didn't seem like a great detective. But no, no, he was good. But he didn't, yeah. He wasn't being like, hmm, I'm looking for a demon. You know what I mean? It added another It added another layer of investigation. Yeah. And on top of the medical investigation and the religious investigation Church that Dimmy state. added. Mm. And very interesting, how is he going to explain it? How is he going to the explain The two it? deaths down the stairs. As a policeman, you can't write in your report... Demonic possession. Demonic possession. Yeah. So I'm interested... And all the witnesses have gone... They're either dead or fucked off. <laughs> dead or he just lets them move the away. Only, the only semi-witness is like that Carl, that housekeeper woman. And Carl. That she has a go at, but then they're best friends at the end. Are you sure you don't want to come with me? I'm like, well, you're kind of a shit boss, Chris. Yeah, and I feel like she belongs to the house. Yeah, that's probably true. Not in that like belonging kind of way. Yes, I know what but you mean. She, she comes with the house. Comes as a deal yeah. with the house. Yeah. I... I did, yeah. All the witnesses are either dead, mm-hmm. have no memory, like Reagan. Yep. Or she remembers. He's just letting them move away. Like there's an mm. active murder investigation of two people that you were connected with, but yeah. he's letting Chris McNeil move into state. Yeah. Bad cop. It was interesting. I don't know. At the end of your movie, does he show up when they're driving off? The cop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that didn't happen in mind. He shows up and asks the other priest out on a date. That didn't happen in mind, I don't think. Yeah, right. That's what anyway. made me think it was a thing, because he does it to two different priests, well, not just to yes. But he did it. He said, no, I've seen it. I don't think that happened. Anyway. The other priest rocks up at the end. Yeah, and they give him a little... And gives the medal. Yeah. But and then, then they drive off. Regan Reagan kisses him. Yeah, and goes, oh, I remember that yeah, medallion I locket thing. The locket and the dog collar. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, well, some someone that looks vaguely like that helped me. Yeah. So thank you to Jesus's people. Mm. Science tried so hard to explain it away, uh-huh. but couldn't. And But then they suggested exorcism. As again in the believing of the faith in placebo kind exorcism. of almost. Yeah, placebo. Where do we get these placebos? Maybe there's some in this truck. The there and then we get into the intense moments. Once the priests are on board, shit gets real. I think it the the yeah. yeah. The fucking herself with the cross, there's no Ooh. nice way to say it. No. Is in Crucif- crucifixual masturbation. Okay, that's still not nice. (laughs) The way they move the furniture around in the room is pretty good. Like that practical effect stuff to move the furniture around is good. Yeah. The way the head turns. 
Yeah. Very good, very creepy. The um I thought the levitating was very good. Mm. I was trying to look for things. Um she actually did that for real. She learned how she to She levitated. Yeah, yeah. The it, what I found really interesting was that the moments of possession and those types of scenes, they never got out of them. They just ended. Like she just walks backwards down the stairs. Or not, yeah. In my version. <laughs> she just walks backward down the stairs, cut to the hospital. Yeah, I suppose the only one she they really got out of was when they actually, Max von Sydow got there and then it was like, okay, we need to take a break. Yeah. I need to clean this spew off my they get, thing. The bed gets thrown around, cut to hospital. the party or yeah, the yeah. hospital the yeah, next yeah. morning, which I found a really interesting movie-making decision. Because I think it was like normal, at one point it was normal life and yeah. then- just a bit off normal, just a bit off hospital. Okay, now this shit is real. Yeah. It was almost like teasing, like little breadcrumbs. There are some funny moments in the script. Uh-huh. One line I liked was the cop says to Dimmy, I think, priests are very tight-lipped. Mm-hmm. And His friend's not, but yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Someone says it. Priests are very tight-lipped, and then Dimmy says, that depends on the priest, mm. which I had a little lol at. Yeah. And then after that, we get the spew. Oh, the spew. The iconic spew. Spew. That this was meant to look like, this cocktail. Yeah. But it didn't. One thing I liked was that uh, Dimmy is not an expert and acknowledges that he's not an expert. He says, I yeah. don't know. I'll have to look it up, yeah. which is good. And then he Googles it. One writ that's really intense is when she scratches help me on the belly from presumably the inside. Yes. That's full on. Did you get that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that is full on. It was, uh, there were a lot of bits that would, so the w- things that I found the most shocking, once again, I didn't find it scary. Yeah. It's creepy to me. Okay. And suspenseful. And thrillery, but there yep. were moments where I was, like, scared. Yeah, okay. I did watch it at night time and go to bed straight afterwards. Maybe not the best idea. But then, like, the with the crucifix. Yep. Um, and the help me bid. The spinning the head around is bloody creepy. Yeah. Your cunting mother? Oh, your cunting daughter. I fucking oh. love it. <gasps> And that's in The Exorcist Believer as well. Oh. So we Brett laughed in the cinema yeah. during a horror movie. It was hilarious. Uh, at um, Your Cunting Daughter. Sorry, we've said the C too many times. That's all right. In this episode. We'll put a warning on it. I don't want to spoil the awards, but when Max uh-huh. rocks up to the house. Ooh. and the, But then we get straight to it. It's on the DVD case. Yeah. Then we get straight to it. Yeah. Like Max He's is like, like nice to meet to- you. I'm here not He's I'm like, not here to fuck spiders. Let's go. I was about to say that. I'm not here to fuck spiders. I'm here to save your fucking daughter. Give me some shit. Let's go. Yeah. Damien, pull your head out of your ass. Get on the ball here. It's not actually your mum. Yeah. Be better. The power of Christ compels you, bitch. Then, spoiler, Max von Sydow dies. Which I forgot. Just of being old. 
And uh, yeah, he was tired and then the demon was too strong for him, is what I'm going to say. And then there's nothing very religious about just punching on with a possessed girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damien doesn't say anything more. He just he's belts he's her. He's coming to me. He just belts her up and then the demon's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll go into you and we'll jump out jump the window. Ship and he th- jumps out the window uh, and he, yeah, I forgot that he had sacrificed himself. I knew he'd fell down the stairs because they're iconic stairs and yeah. name drop, I've been there. Mm-hmm. The I forgot that he threw himself down the stairs. I remembered as it went on. I was like, oh, that's right. Um, and that doesn't kill the demon in my mind, though. Well, I feel it like just kills the host. I feel like then the demon would just jump into the next person, which happens yeah. to be the other priest. Yeah. Which could be the exorcist too. We don't know. We don't know. We're not going to watch it. No. I re- I totally reckon at the end of this whole movie, the cop, Lee J. Cobb, was just like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, he's like, I'm done. Yeah. I'd rather I'm going to ask this cop on a date and then I'm done. I retire. It's just like, I'll um, just come be a juror again. That was much mm. easier. I'm going to be a juror or I'm going to work with some mob thing and a former boxer on the waterfront. Okay. Yeah. It's a great slow building story, as yes. I said. We know that it's going to be about demonic possession, but the leading up to the exorcism builds that exorcism up well. Yes. 50 years later, it makes the faith versus science with the theme of this is how we treat mental illness uh-huh. uh, an interesting comment. The practicality of the effects means that it still, I think, stands up pretty well 50 years later. Yeah, I think that you still show it to people and it's still creeped out. And there's nothing that, you know, sometimes old horror horror movies or old movies can be a bit um, like they haven't aged well in terms of what it looks like, but also yep. how it's done. Yep. But this, I think, if you still showed it to people, they wouldn't laugh at anything. That's like, <laughs> that looks stupid. No, there were a couple of moments where I almost laughed a bit. Yeah. There are a couple of lines that she said. I didn't There was one that down. I wrote down that I'll save for later. She drops the F-bomb or something. She's not, she was being Karen on the phone. No, a couple of things that Reagan says. On the birthday says. and trying to get to the get on to the dad. Yeah, a couple of things that Reagan says that I was like, oh, that sounds funny, mm. even though she drops the F-bomb. Um, but oh, I forgot what podcast I was on for a sec. I was about to go. But I, yes, I do recommend I do it. recommend The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Well, partially. I do. I do recommend The Exorcist. It's a good, still standing up 50 years later horror movie. This It also has zero impact on culture whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Never seen anything. So, you ready? Yep. Okay. Let's awards go. or no for my part? Yeah, yeah. I haven't oh, talked no, about no. it. No, <laughs> no. The awards that it's won. It was nominated for yep. ten Oscars. Okay, including oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a lot. Yep, including best picture, best director, best actress, best supporting actress, and best supporting actor for Demi. Mm. It won for best adapted screenplay and for sound. Hmm. It's on Sound the is good, yes. American, you know, I was thinking, I think it's a bit stiff to not be on the AFI Top 100 Greatest Movies of All Time, but they probably don't like horror. Um, an American yeah. Film Institute lists, it is number three on the 100 Years 100 Thrills 
What is that, you ask? That's huge. Um, is a list of the top 100 most exciting movies in cinema. Oh, exciting, not scary. No, just like, ooh, exciting, woo. Okay. So number th- so number th- one is Psycho. It goes Psycho, Jaws, Exorcist, North by Northwest, Silence of the Lambs. So it's like thrillery, exciting, horror yeah, okay, things. Yep. 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 There are nine Alfred Hitchcock movies on that list anyway. And on the list of AFI, this has been a regular thing lately. On the yep. AFI 100 Years 100 Heroes and Villains. Max von Sydow. Reagan McNeil is number nine. As a hero? As a villain, Lee. No, she's not a villain. She is. She's a de- the, de- the, the demonic demon. position. The demon is the yes, villain. But it says Reagan McNeil. Anyway, okay. so there you go. Um, so at the end of its original theatrical run, mm-hmm. The Exorcist grossed $193 million. Pretty good. And has a lifetime gross of $441 million with re-releases. Wow. The, it held the box office record for the top grossing R-rated horror movie until The Sixth Sense. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. As, oh, well, Sixth Sense beat it as the highest grossing supernatural horror mo- film until it, it, until it took that honour. So the movie It. The movie The it, new yes. one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which is, it's like, it's money. a big thing. It's a big thing, yeah. And I think the thing that, so, um, it is the best horror movie ever. Yeah, I don't know if it is the best horror movie. So, it's, some. there was some quote that I wrote down that The Exorcist did for horror movies what 2001 A Space Odyssey did for sci-fi. Yeah. So, before... 2001, sci-fi was just, you know... B-grade. Robot monster. Player yep. 9 from outer space. Yep. You know, that dorky shit. And then that was just kind of the same with horror. But then The Exorcist was released and was very successful. So then studios were like, hey, want to make horror movies, everybody? Mm. So they put more money into horror movies. Yeah. None of them have been quite as good. In terms of the overall, like... Regardless of genre, a good, well-made movie. Yep. I really don't think much is better than The Exorcist in terms of horror. Would you class lots of Hitchcocks as thrillers then? Yes. Okay. Yep. I think, yeah, it's very well-made. And like I said, it's it's stood up Mm -hmm. for 50 years. Yeah. Because it is hard to watch old horror Yep. And I think by being practical, there's not blood and guts because often it can be blood and guts that doesn't age well. Age well because, yep. you know, something looks all of a sudden bright red, Mm-mm-mm. which things didn't look bright red. When you first saw them at the cinema, yeah. Early days, you'd never seen colour in film, let alone like blood. Red blood colour. Yeah. And so I think that it doesn't age well in a lot of horror movies. It's a high-budget horror movie. 
Well, not like the Halloweens and the Nightmare on Elm Streets and like they're yes. relatively yeah, low, yeah, yeah. relatively low budget. Well, there was a lot of production problems and accidents on sets. Some people even think well, there's a curse. The director died. <laughs> I thought you did it again. Yes. Um, I was referring back to your previous yeah. confusion for those that didn't know. The shoot was originally scheduled for 85 days. Okay. It took over 200 days. Oh, wow. Um, it went $2.5 million or $12.5 million in 2021 over budget. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Shooting was delayed six weeks after a bird flew into a circuit breaker on the house set. Okay. Starting a fire that destroyed all of them. What? Anyway, except for Reagan's room. Well, that's... Ooh, oh, that's creepy. All of the rooms. The 10-foot statue of Pazuzu was shipped to Hong Kong instead of Iraq. Well, that's just racism. <laughs> People got injured on set. Ellen Burstyn... Um, Broke her coccyx. Yikes. Um, her and Linda Bearbliss have chronic back issues. I mean, welcome to the club. Yep. Um, Linda Blair fractured her lower spine after being too loosely strapped into the rocking bed. Um, we, and that was the take that was used in the movie. Oh. So that's why it looked so good. Yeah. She developed scoliosis. Oh, yikes. Um, as well as a lifelong aversion to cold. From all her time in a refrigerated bedroom. Well, they did that so well. Yeah. That looked so good, the the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people's family died. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, the night watchman of the movie, like, you know, on the set, he died. The operator of the refrigeration system of Regan's room and an assistant cameraman's newborn. Died. Oh. Linda Blair's grandfather died during the first week of production and Max von Sydow had to return to Sweden after the first day of shooting because his brother died. One of Miller, so Jason Miller who plays Demi. Yep. One of his sons nearly died during shooting. Holy moly, this is a worse curse than Glee. I know, right? <laughs> um Yeah, so they, they reckon there's a there was a it's like poltergeist. Yeah. Did they dig up any mm. graves? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they did. Um, there's a few sequels. Whatever. There's about six. Up until Believe. Believe. Um, um, um. Found, found. Simpsons. Simpsons. Park. South Park. South Park. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. Go, Carol Burnett Show. Burnett Show. Burnett Hart Show. <laughs> show. Show. Yep. Toy Story. Okay, can't you remember know, it. And, this, and the, the bad guy, Sid, Yeah, he's got the toys and then they try to scare him and there's a scene where Woody's head turns, head around. turns around. Yep, okay. Um, I could go on, but I won't. But basically everything. Or also the most important one, mm -hmm. the opening scene of Scary Movie 2, the third worst scary movie. Yes, okay, yep. And it's actually very funny. And then they have the and they're doing the party and the priest is playing the piano and then they play some like rap song and they're like, How about this one? It's like duh, 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 duh. he's playing this rap song and some other priest in the background is like, Oh yeah, it's some real good shit. It's very funny. I'll send it to you later. There's also a line in there that I'm um not gonna mention because it says a word that is not 
allowed to be allowed set to be set by people of our skin. Yes. Doesn't the girl join in on that rap in that scene too? No, she comes. No, she comes down. And she pees. Okay. Because she pees for like ten minutes. It's yeah, something right. ridiculous. I thought. And then they go, and then it's like James Woods plays the Exorcist, <laughs> and it goes, um, it, it's like your mother's in here with me. Whatever. Yeah. The, I forgot the guy's name. And then he, he goes, do you anything you want to say to her? And he goes, yeah. Mum, would you get out of there? And then the <laughs> mum comes out from under the blanket. Oh. I could go on, but okay. I won't. I right. could just go through the whole opening scene. But yeah, I you could. I love you. Karis. Father Karis. Damien Karis. Damien Karis, yes. Um, because I just um, saw that. Do you like, this is your favourite bit. Alternate castings. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, Jack Nicholson was considered for Damien Karras. Would have been too big. Very good. Actually, no, I wouldn't have. Would he have been too big then? A little bit. Was This this is post-Shining? No, well before. Pre-Shining, yes. He'd already done things. He hadn't done Cuckoo's Nest yet. He hadn't done Cuckoo's Nest yet. But I think that he just would have been too, like... The yeah, power yeah, of man. Christ compelled. Yeah. I can't do a Jack Nicholson. So he'd done... Done Easy Rider? Well, no, he had um, won two Oscar nominations by then. E for Easy Rider and five Easy Pieces. Mm. Yes. Um, Paul Newman was interested. Okay. But he bloody hired someone else who didn't end up being in the movie. Three A-list actresses of the time were considered for Chris but rejected the part. Mm. Jane Fonda. Would have been good, I think. And Bancroft. Also could have been good. Audrey Hepburn. Ooh. Could you imagine being like, stay away from my daughter? Yeah, too no. nice. Not good with the impressions no, today. No, you're not on. Um, Friedkin also rejected... Shirley MacLaine, um, because she'd done some other Possession movie that was too similar. Yeah, The Trouble with Harry. After meeting Carol Burnett, William Friedkin, Friedkin believed she had range to do it, but the studio turned her down. Okay. Uh, Warner's wanted fucking Marlon Brando. God. Because <laughs> it's the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And everybody did. Um, to play Max von Sydow's character. Uh, yeah. But Friedkin was like, a new. I don't know why you would refuse that, but anyway. Max von Sydow's good, though. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, they had a f- few... So, directors were... They Stanley Kubrick was floated for a bit. And Mike Nichols, but he turned it down because he didn't believe that they could get a young actress that could actually do the movie. So he's like, you can't make this movie if you yeah. can't get that. Yeah. So he was like, no, nah, not going to do it. Um, Denise- Surely you say yes, but put yeah. in the contract, if you can't find a girl that I think yeah, yeah, is yeah, capable yeah. of making it, I'm yeah. out. Um, yes, maybe. Denise Nickerson, who played Violet Beauregard in Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory, um, that she was going to do it, but her family was like hell to the no. She was also too round. She was too purple. Yeah. So when you refrigerated her, she wouldn't have gone any more purple. 
No. But it would have been hard to put that green mangy makeup on her exactly. over the purple. Yeah, because purple and green are like yeah. cancel each other no. out. Yeah. Um, and there Hang was on. Someone... What's more torturous for a child, being turned into a blueberry by Willy Wonka or being possessed by a devil? Well, it depends because I believe that she dies in Willy Wonka. So. They all die. <laughs> yeah. So dying is worse. It's not that Charlie's the best kid. He's just the kid that didn't <laughs> die at the end of it. Die. Um, and there was someone who wouldn't let their daughter audition. Who? Janet Lee would not let her daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis, audition. Wow. Right? Wow. Right? Imagine, wow. She would have been too old. Like, I think she would have been too old. She would have been thir- um, 13. Uh, oh, 14. Right. I thought she would be more like she 16. Was, she was 19 in Halloween in yeah, 1978. Right. So she would have been 14. She would have been, well, that's a little bit older. But she's also... But she looks older. She's tall. Yeah. Well, she was tall at 19. Yeah. She could have also been tall at 14. But imagine... Yeah. If instead of getting your break as the final girl... Yeah. You got your break as the final girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are not... There are two... Three, maybe if you count in Psycho. Mm. Three, like... Iconic yep. horror chicks. Yeah. I suppose you had Nev Campbell. Oh, I was going to say, sorry, Nev. Yeah. Sorry, Anna um, Faris again. That's fine. Oh, geez. And Jamie Lee Curtis could have been either of them. Could you imagine? Either of the top two. She would have got her first Oscar nomination then and not when she's bloody 70 years old or whatever. Um, and she would have been slightly less of a Nepo baby because <laughs> William Friedkin didn't go to Janet Lee and say, I want your daughter because she's your daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might have been a bit of that, but... She'd still be called a Nepo baby. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Wow. It's It just has a lot of cultural... Everybody knows The Exorcist. Everybody knows the head spinning around and the spewing and yeah. the... And yeah. for some reason, everybody knows the walking down the stairs, even though it's not in what most people see. In say. the original theatrical release. Yeah. But I've seen a version with that in it. So, unless I'm thinking of... Anna Faris walking down the stairs backwards on her hands. And yeah, she does. Yeah. Which is odd. And I think that's in Family Guy too. I mean, it probably is. Um, and can I say, yep. you know how it's good? Because I didn't laugh going, <laughs> scary movie too. Like when I watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. scary movie. Yeah, yeah. Although you, I'm not going to compare the two. <laughs> Shall we do some awards? Let's do some awards. All right. Um, the extras awards. The Andy Millman from Ricky Gervais's Extra, uh-huh. Extras, Worst Extra Award. Uh-huh. I have a group nomination. Yes. Right. Is it the dogs? The fighting dogs? No, no. I'm trying to think of a comparison, right? But any comparison I make is going to sound racist. So what I'm going to say is Max von Sydow is uh-huh. a six foot three yes. white man. yes. Walking through a small northern Iraqi village. In the 60s. Yep. And no one gives him a second glance. Yep. Like he walk literally walks past through a market too. Like he's not in a tourist spot. No. Nah. He's in the local market and no one gives him a second glance. Yeah. If you lived in an all-white village mm. and Maybe someone of like that guy's there. the size and stature of Michael Jordan and race of Michael yeah. Jordan walk through the market suddenly. Yeah. You'd be like, whew, he doesn't belong here. 
Unless you know, like, unless Max von Sydow's been there for a bit and they're like, oh, is that why That's dude? That's possible. Still. Um, I wrote The Waiter at the start. I thought he was shit, but I can't remember why. What waiter? He went to, like, a little cafe thing and got food. And the waiter was crap. Anyway. Okay. When the priests are talking and Dimmy's saying, I've lost my calling. No, Max von Sydow at the start when he's still in Iraq. Anyway, that's not going to oh, win. Oh, because he's yeah, shaking yeah, yeah. and trying to I take his so. pills and the waiter just goes, here's your coffee. Yeah, and then just looks off. at him like, you're right, mate. Where's yeah. my tip? Come on. Yeah. The other one I wrote is, you know when Chris McNeil and Damien Karras meet on that bridge? Yep. There's just some rando guy there. Just standing. Just standing there. It's like he's going for a walk and then he stops walking and just kind of stands there, looks real weird, yeah, and then they okay. walk off. Can I nominate the the movie within a movie director? Like he's is not he an extra, much of but an he's extra. an asshole. He's a, he's a shit. I just also wanted to mention he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. I'm surprised he didn't like. You're that's it. I'm surprised he didn't. We didn't have a scene of him like trying to get it on with Chris. I, I wish we saw it when he died. You wanted to be to honest. See that, yeah, I wanted to see him die. I'm going to mention it again. We went to Washington D.C. and you can. That where the stairs are. Yes. And you it's a heritage go. site now. And at the top of that stairs, but across the road is the, ha- the actual house. Oh, okay. And the actual street lamp. Yeah. So it's not actually like the house is here and then the stairs are next to it. Mm-hmm. The house is across the road. But you can walk up those stairs. We got out of the taxi and walked up the street and around and we saw the stairs and I'm like, fuck, that is steep. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're obviously, and you think like, well, they've done something to make them look steep. They're the most iconic stairs in cinema history. Yeah. You think they've done something to make them look steep, mm. but then you get there and you're like, no. These How stairs does Lee are just J. Cobb walk creepy. up? And, uh, no wonder he's puffed. Yeah. I'm like, good on you, Lee. And then I went to the top and we looked down and they're scary too. Did you fall? Did it's you gone, jump? Is the Gone with the Wind staircase up there in iconic It'd be up there. stairs in cinema history? It'd be up there. And That's then, our top five. Yeah, top five top stairs, stairs of cinema. The Exorcist, <laughs> Gone with the Wind, Joker. Oh, Joker. Yeah. Um, we'll I, think about it. I can't think. We'll think about stairs. it. Stairway um, to Heaven. Uh, so, what uh, do we think? I don't know. That guy on the bridge was shit. Other stairs that. Uh, Dick Van Dyke's Bert makes out of smoke in Chim Chimney. Iconic, maybe that's totally yeah. That went I know completely I off topic. Completely in- interrupted you. Worst yeah. extra. It's the waiter. I think it might be the guy on the stair on the bridge because he just randomly tries just to join there, the conversation. And he's just weird. He's just kind of standing there. Okay. Yeah. So I got to write guy on the bridge. Yeah. And try and when find they that first scene, meet. Try and find that scene on YouTube when Reagan and Chris. First, when Reagan and Chris first meet. When Damien and Chris first meet. After she stalked him. A hundred percent. Who's that guy like, that I see talking to other priests at a priest place? That really intense guy. Priest I saw place. him having a conversation with another priest. Is there something about him? Well, no, he's a priest. He talks to yeah. priests. Yeah. Okay, that's the Andy Millman Worst Extra Award goes to Guy on the Bridge When Chris Meets Damien. Yes. The... Estelle Reiner Best Extra Award. I have to say something about extras. Okay. I was watching Glee. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know I love sometimes the names of not extras, but say they have one or two lines. Rando but, characters. But they have to get credited, but yeah. they don't have a character name. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I chuckled. So it's like child number seven. Yeah, it's yeah. like girl on bridge. Yeah. Or guy on bridge. Guy on idiots. bridge. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of one episode, towards the end of the show, after it got shit. Yeah. Um, and they have, you know, the boys cry the warblers. And they yep. said it's like there were one credited as super gay warbler. <laughs> and there was another one credited as even or like even gayer warbler or something like that. I'm like, come on. That is just stupid. Uh, without Ryan there, they're not going to the effort of naming characters. It was the funniest thing that these the two lines that they had was like, um, they said something like, but what? They had to do something, and they were like, but where will we sleep? I don't know if we'll sleep. And then Sue goes, well, I imagine you two will sleep inside each other. (laughs) (laughs) I have to find the clip. It's hilarious. All right, find it and put it on the TikTok. Yeah. All right, the Estelle Reiner from... uh, Best Extras. uh, The Best Extra, the Estelle Reiner Best Extra. I'll have what she's having. This guy, I wasn't sure whether to put in best extra or worst extra. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's in the northern Iraq scene. Yeah. And there is a guy just hacking away. Yep. Right? Yep. And he's there, and then he's there, and then a guy comes and stands right next to him, and yep. he's just hacking away. Yep. Then that, that guy- That blacksmith guy? That guy talks to Max. Oh, was he chip like this rocking? This is out there, chipping okay. away at the rocks, yep. right? The guy comes and stands next to him. He doesn't look up. Yeah. Just keeps chipping at the rocks. Yeah. The guy that's come has talked to Max. Max gets up, steps over his pick to walk off, and this guy just keeps hacking away. I reckon that's... Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's good that he keeps working. Oh, he's a good worker. But it's bad because I would have been like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I would no. I would have been like, "Are you here to see me?" No. No. Yeah. And then kept hacking. That's what I do at work. Or Whenever I somebody walks like, near my desk, I'm like, hmm? Or like the boss is walking past me, I'm going to stop swinging the axe. Yeah, just, just in, in case, case I hit him because he's toe about off. to die. Yeah, the one I also nominated for in Iraq. I was going to say in Iraq. I was going to say something else there. Um, there's like he's he's around and there's like people doing being like blacksmiths. Yeah, and smelting things. Yep, and they're just like bing, the three bing, hammers. Bing, 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 and then one. Get a close up, and there's one eye. One just looks at him. Yeah. That's good. The guy, the messenger priest that gives the note from the archdiocese to Max von Sydow. Oh, gives him the golden ticket. Yeah. He's just walking through the woods. Yep. And this other, obviously, novice priest uh-huh. just runs up, gives him a note, and runs off. Doesn't say anything to him. Just goes, Father. Yes. And then runs off. <laughs> um, I don't know, again, if that's good or bad. The other one I wrote is the people playing tennis. <laughs> I was watching them. Because I was like, this whole scene was good because it's like they're playing tennis. And I was like, yeah. how much pressure is on you not to fuck up right now? Yeah, there were a couple of shots into the net. Mm. We would have played well. I would have been like, <laughs> just try to get my like 15 minutes. Then you would have got sacked. I would have. But I'd be getting, I'd get an award. I'd get um, an L- Andy Millman award. <laughs> you get the Andy Millman. I don't know who to give it to. No, neither do I. The guy that gives him the note? I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say anything. No. 
Because it's, like, it's not the best movie for extras. No. There's also not heaps. But no. when there is heaps, there is heaps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that northern Iraq at the side of the dig, there's just lots of people around. Yeah. But they're also not doing much to grade on. Uh-huh. So the Estelle Runner Best Extra Award gives it to Novice Messenger Priest. Yes. The Halle Berry X-Men Worst Line Award. I have a couple of conversations okay. to nominate. Is it to do with a director? No, <laughs> no. There's none of the lines of like, you're a Nazi. Yeah. The... So, this actually... There's two bits to this, right? One of them is a dialogue that didn't happen on screen, right? Okay. So... Imagine if this was also cut. I would have no idea what <laughs> no, you're no. talking about. Piano playing priest. Gay gay priest, yeah. yeah. Well, I was being generous. Piano playing priest uh-huh. gets Chris to get in contact with Damien, right? Yes. For a reason. Obviously, for a reason. Yeah. Piano playing priest knows that Chris's daughter has been sick in yeah. the head. Yeah. But... Piano playing priest doesn't tell Damien that. Piano, because there's no, this piano whole playing, back and forth. Piano, piano, piano playing priest. Piano triple P doesn't tell Damien that she came down in the middle of a dinner party and pissed on the carpet. No, but oh, oh, it, Chris, which if he is gay, he is spilling that tea. Says he's just like girl. You will not no. believe what happened to this party last Chris, night. Well, yeah, that's one thing. They're yeah. friends. They w- that would be a story to tell. But also, more than if Chris has asked um, piano playing priest, yeah, can we just get his about name? the? I want my daughter to see seek extra help other than these psychologists. He says Damien is a priest and a psychologist, mm. but then doesn't tell Damien it's about the daughter. Father Joseph Dyer? That father found, William O'Malley. That I found really odd. That's him, yeah. Oh, he's a real father in real life. I do find it odd. He didn't give him all the details. Yeah. But, but I would have given him all the details. Also, when they talk, Chris and yeah. Damien for the first time. Yeah, after the creepy guy on the Bridge West Extra. He, she says, I need help, someone close to me. He says, who? She says, you have a daughter. He says, I didn't know you have a daughter. She says, I have a daughter. He said, you have a daughter. <laughs> she says, it's my daughter. My boyfriend, our friend, our, house, our roommate. He, uh, says, he says, I didn't know you have a daughter. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, too yeah, much yeah. back and forth there. Yeah. So I'm nominating that on screen bit, but also the not bit. Okay. I wasn't in it. Okay. I've gone nine too long. I'm sorry. That's um, not applicable. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, though. I real lines that were actually okay, in the movie. Thank you. <laughs> Would you help out an old bolter boy? I'm a Catholic. That yeah. homeless guy at the train station. Yeah. I That's found okay. it creepy. No, I found it in a way of like, no. I'm an old altar no. boy kind of thing. No. Maybe I read too much into that. You've projected um, onto that from the uh, Royal Commissions. <laughs> I've commissioned <laughs> You've watched Spotlight and yeah. then watched this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, and then I wrote, I like pizzas too, but I'm not going to marry one. 
No, I thought that was funny. Oh. I thought that was <laughs> I thought funny. it was stupid. Nah. But it's a girl talk it's a woman talking to her daughter. She's gotta say funny lines. Well, it's just that kids give don't her get some credits. Kids don't get jokes. Yeah. I wrote when the boss priests meet, right? Uh-huh. They've just decided they're like and They're like, what about this guy? They go, We need to get a priest with experience. Yeah. Right? Mm. They're like, yeah, 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 and then what about Father Merrin? And then someone goes, well, why him? And the other one goes, well, he's got his experience. I like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's shit. Yeah, like, I'm happy with that one. Um, he's got experience. Oh, I didn't know that. Like you, you suggested him. Yeah, you did. Did we just discussed having experience? <laughs> um, so we're doing that. Like, is it because of the line, or because that I explained it much more succinctly than my other nomination? It's because it's an actual line. <laughs> okay. It's not something you just made up in the background of another deleted scene that's All right. not it never existed. It's my fan theory. It's my yeah. he- my what the my headcanon. That's what I made up. What did I make up headcanon about? The Halloween? Was it Halloween? Oh, my headcanon was in Halloween that the um parents who got Annie Wanted, to babysit. Wanted Jamie they Lee wanted Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, but she was unavailable. Yep. And she just went, I have my friend, Annie. And they're like, fuck, all right, we'll go with, we'll go with her. We'll go but with you'll still be across sl- the road, we'll yeah? with the slut yeah. from down the road. Yeah. You'll be across the road in case a serial killer comes, right? <laughs> in case she decides to ditch my yep. daughter and have sex. The Ben Stiller from There's Something About Mary Most Crying scene doesn't exist. I didn't cry in this movie. I cried green vomit. I didn't. I didn't cry at all. <laughs> Did you vomit? No, I didn't vomit. No, okay. Um, okay, Lee. Okay. I have- The I am your father most iconic scene. I have seven nominations. I've whittled it down to three. Okay. Okay. I wrote convulsions slash fuck me scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that one of your three? Uh, no. Okay. What are your I, three? The, the, when they go in- we see her on the bed with the completely done face uh-huh. and the vomit. Yes, I wrote vomit. Yep. That's one of my three. Okay. You need to do two now because otherwise if we go back and forth, you'll keep going. I wrote crucifixual masturbation. Yes, okay. I wrote the part with the crucifix, but yep. then I, now I like the term. I don't like the term, but... <laughs> now you have the term. Crucifixual and masturbation. Because there's, this is the only hour of your life where you're going to be able to use that term. And I also have head turning around. Yep. I have the shot of him standing in the light. Uh-huh, I have that too. obviously iconic, but in the scene in the movie, it's combined with a shot of her eyes with the demon knowing that he's there. Yes. Which uh, is great storytelling. I wrote that. Max von Sydow arriving. I wrote. Yep. I also have the final, like in that final exorcism where she comes up off the bed and shit really goes. The actual final exorcism, well, not the final, ex- the power of Christ compels you. Yeah. That moment. I wrote the levitating. Yep. Because I think it's like, because before that it's just like, and then stop yeah. and it's like oh. yeah and then that's that that levitating leads into the power of christ compels you which if we did iconic lines that would be it yes yep or your mother socks cox in hell or your or your cunting daughter, daughter. <laughs> what else did you have nominated that's it oh okay so the three that you had i also had so that doesn't help us narrow it down 
It's him. I want to say the it's levitating. The lamp it's the lamppost. No, because I think if you saw... Well, actually, that's all of them, which it's, is what makes it iconic. That if yeah. you saw just her levitating, yep. you know what movie it is, but then it's the same for the other ones. I want to... Do we not do the one that's on the poster out of principle? Most iconic scene is her levitating. Most iconic shot is him and the <laughs> lamppost. Okay, then it's most iconic scene, which seems to be a discussion we have every week, yeah. whether it's scene or... Um, you know shot. what? I'm happy to concede and say him arriving with the lamp. No, we'll do her lifting off the bed. Okay. On the TikTok, I might try and put both in. Yeah. Okay. Ba-doom. All right. Great movie. Stands up 50 years later. <sighs> Very scary slash creepy, depending on whether you're scared by movies. I think I'm a psychopath. Probably. Because I'm not scared by scary movies. Right. And then somebody said the other day, if people yawn, you know how when people yawn and then yawning is contagious and you yawn as well? Yeah. Apparently, if people yawn and you don't yawn, you're a, you're a psychopath. No, I think it just means you have no empathy. Okay, I have no <laughs> empathy. That's fine. <laughs> Which actually makes you a sociopath, not a psychopath. Uh, that right? actually makes more sense. On air diagnosis. Yeah, there you go. Done. And... I slowly zoomed in on you as you were giving me that diagnosis, so that was really good. All right, shall we do a top five? Let's do it. All right, because we are reviewing on Two Drink Cinema this week, we are reviewing The Exorcist. We have decided to do our top five movies with creepy kids. Yes. Leah, I have a question. Yes. Define age of kid. Um, Yeah, that's a question. Teenager? If you're, say, going know, to your senior prom. Going to your prom. Yeah. Are you a kid? Judging by the other movies on my list, no. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. Yeah? Yep, 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 yep. So an honourable mention for me goes to... Carrie? <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Same. Which, if you didn't get that... Uh, watch more movies or read more books. Yes. So uh, honorable mention for me is Carrie. Yep. Um, honorable mention is me as well is Megan that that AI doll thing. Okay. Just yep. because she's a creepy doll and I thought that movie was hilarious. Honorable mention for me is Ryan Gosling in that episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's not. No. Um, honor. Oh no. Let's save the other a couple of honorable mentions. Oh, only, okay. Before yep. we do one. Yep. All right. So, my number five. Uh-huh. I'm going to change. Okay. My number five uh, is Babadook. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Yeah. My number five yep. is Halloween. Just from him being six and stabbing his sister in the tits. Yep. He's a creepy kid. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, we decided not creepiest kids, but best yeah, movie. Yeah, because I don't know enough about the kids, kids, although I think my number one would be the same. My number four is Poltergeist. My number four is Rosemary's Baby. Haven't seen it. Unborn. I, well, that's another question. What, you know, <laughs> gone carry at one end well, of the age of kids. I don't want to get into some sort of abortion. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby because of literally the baby of the devil. Okay. I think I've actually gone with good movies plus creepier kids. In my rankings. Do you know what I, I mean? I would say, sorry, a demon just entered my soul. <laughs> um, I would almost say that as well. 
Yeah. Except my honourable mentions that I haven't said yet are Creepy Kids. Okay. Which so is the category. My number five is Babadook. My number four is Poltergeist because the kid is creepy and the movie's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, when and- you say the kid, are you talking the, the girl looking at the TV or yeah. the, the little person? <laughs> no, I was about to give a bonus vo- vote for her in terms of the quality of the movie. Yeah. All right. Then my number three is The Sixth Sense. My number three yep. is The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Do we have because the same top three? Haley Joel Osment is creepy and uh-huh. the movie is very the creepy. The movie is very good. Uh, and very good. I might watch that again or should I save it until it has a... An anniversary next year. Does it? Is it next year? Yeah, yeah. No, there's some big movies next year. 1999. Yeah, so 25 years. Mm. Um, all right. Misha Barton's in it. She's the girl under the table. There you go. I just remembered. She's a spoiler alert. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) My number two. Number three. Six cents. Yep. Same. Uh, Number two is this. The Exorcist. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my number two is your number one, then, I would imagine. I would imagine. The Shinning. Yeah. Yeah. It's got three creepy kids in it. And it's an epic. Red Rab. Yeah. Red Rab. Well, if you count Danny and Tony, it's yeah. four. <laughs> Danny and Tony. Tony's yeah. the... Who's Danny? Danny's the boy. Yeah. And Tony is in his finger. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. And then the, the twins. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then my number one... Or should I say honourable mention? Okay. Uh, the, my other honourable mention is The Ring. Same. And The Grudge. Yeah, okay. I haven't but seen not The Grudge. The, Grudge, the Scary Movie 3 <laughs> version of The Grudge. Okay. Right. Anyway, which is hilariously racist. Um, I The Ring could have made it because there is Samara and the boy. Yep. Um, but That's true. Maybe I should have put that in instead of Poltergeist. I almost Too put that instead, in instead of Halloween. Uh, but, yeah, my number one is The Exorcist. Yeah. Babadook, Poltergeist, Sixth Sense, Exorcist and Shining for me. Halloween, Rosemary's Unborn Baby, Sixth Sense, Shining, Exorcist. All right. Okay. That's our Apparently top Apparently The five. Omen is also very creepy. Yeah, I and haven't then, seen it. You know, but like The Children of the Corn and then that one that's like The Children of the Corn but not that Simpsons rip off in a Halloween episode. Yeah. There's also one called The Children. There's also that Firestarter one. Where Dem- yeah, which I haven't where seen Where Drew Barrymore either. plays this person that set shit on fire. A couple of lists I looked at online had the younger brother in it. Okay. Because he has a couple of, cre- in the newer version of Stephen King's It, he has a couple of moments there. Uh, Pet Cemetery apparently has a creepy kid Yeah, uh, in it as well. Um, there's a big list. It was interesting. I just Googled. Let me see if I can find it again. I Googled, like, movies with creepy kids. I Googled movies with creepy kids, right? And this was, you know, Google will give a list of movies. Yeah. Right? In this list, they had The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Beetlejuice. I don't know if Winona Ryder is creepy. Well, yeah. Adam's Family, you could say. Hocus Pocus. Nope, doesn't count. The Thackeray Binks. That's not creepy. The recent Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. Don't know, I haven't seen it. Casper. Nope. Coraline. Yeah, okay. Monsters, Inc. No. 
No. So I don't really trust Google's movie lists. I was, uh, I almost but it also had Adam's um, family in there. Child's Play, Orphan, Children of the Corn, The Omen, uh, The Adam's Family. Yeah, which I guess uh, Pet Cemetery. Um, cool, and The Witches. Nope, the kid's not creepy. The kid's not creepy. Everybody else around him is. He's a little bit weird, including his grandma. It's a little bit weird, the kid. He's got no friends. Yeah, but he's not creepy. So that's our top five for movies starring, featuring creepy kids to go with our review of The Exorcist on Two Drink Cinema. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else we want to say about The Exorcist movie? No. It's very good. It is very good, and it's stood up very well. I'll watch it again at some point. Not this, not any time soon. Not this Halloween. No, I've still got it. It's nearly Halloween. I've still got to watch Hocus Pocus. That's true. Now I might watch The Sixth Sense again. Maybe I'll watch Carrie again. That's good. Yeah, and I scary for a while. And scary, yeah. But not the remake. We've got to start getting ready for Christmas movies soon. We've got four to go. Lee, what's the date today? Uh, October 24th. 20, right. Guess yep. what song I heard on an ad in the car? Mariah. Mariah, I'm not ready. Do you know what I bought last week from the shops? Mince pies. Mince pies. <laughs> All right. Um, we are done with Hocus Pocus. We have four. We're, we're done with The Exorcist. Oh, we're done with The Exorcist, yes. We are never done with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> um, we have this coming out this week, so it's the end of October. And then we have next... We are not going to be able to do without looking it up. A six degrees of this movie. Okay. Is it Robot Monster? It's The Land Before Time. <laughs> well, nobody's in it. Yeah. Nah, skip. Not the movie. We're not doing it. We're not doing six degrees? Nah. Like, if I just quickly look up. The cast of Land Before Time. Pat Hingle. Judith Barcy. Gabrielle Damon. Will Ryan. Frank Welker. And Candace Hudson. No, I don't know. They probably it's don't a, even have bloody photos. It's got bloody stuff all on uh, Wikipedia too. Yeah, it could be a short episode from my perspective. <laughs> it's a feature film <laughs> series. There's a lot of them. The Land Before Time, 1988. Even mm. looking at like producers, we could almost do it. Directors. So I, I googled Pat Hingle. Who's in Land Before Time. You and know, he plays Commissioner Gordon in Batman and Batman and Robin. Are in his top four. Oh, the Joel Schumachers. The, or or the, the first Batman. The Michael Keaton first Batman. Okay, so, so that, that gets, gets us to Jack to Nicholson. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Max von Sydow. Yeah, so there you go. Um, Cobb. Lee J. Cobb, yeah. We can get from Cobb to Nicholson, surely. Brando. Um, Jack Nicholson's done something with De Niro or Pacino, surely. How are we going to Nicholson? Oh, because he's in Batman. Yeah. Um, Nicholson. Um, God, this is really embarrassing. I feel like I should be a lot better at this. You know so what? Jack I really Nicholson. Think I've seen a lot of Jack Nicholson movies. Um, we've got Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest. 
which Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, who's the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help us. It's probably the same Commissioner Gordon, but yep. So the best, I reckon, the best one to take from the Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So we've gone from him in Land Before Time to Jack Nicholson. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Jack Nicholson to has to have some connection to Marlon Brando. James what about Khan. Robert Duv- um Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen, Jack Nicholson, Harrison Gene Ford, Jack Nicholson, um, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton, as good as it gets. Diane Keaton can get no, you to Diane Harrison. No, Diane Keaton, something else, not as good as it gets. Oh, The Only Way's Up, but it's not called that. It's something like Something's Got to Give. Something's Got to Give. Yeah, that's not like The Then where was I going up. with that? Oh, and Diane Keaton's in The Godfather with Marlon Brando. Done. How do, why are we going to Marlon Brando? So we get Marlon Brando to Cobb. Ah, in on yes. the waterfront. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah? Okay, good. A little bit assisted just to work out what the hell Pat Hingle's been in. Well, but my other, other thing that... was like the music is composed by James Horner. Oh. Which was going to get us to Titanic and Braveheart and A Beautiful Mind. And Lord of the Rings. And Willow. Yeah. Um, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. Oh. Which didn't really, wouldn't re- really helped us other than getting us to Elizabeth Shue. No. Which could have got us to Christopher Lloyd, which could have got us to Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. There you go. <laughs> which also doesn't help. Okay. Um, land so Before Time. The oh, Land Before Time. What, nostalgia. What are we watching it on? Uh, Let's see. I'm Prime. Okay. We are paying for it on Prime. <laughs> All right. The Land Before Time. We are not watching The Land Before Time 14, Journey of the Brave, which is the second suggestion if you go to justwatch.com. <laughs> Land Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure. Land Before Time Tech. Jeez, there's a fucking lot of movies. Yep. Directed video. Wow. There are so many. Um, yes. we are. Apologies, listeners. If you don't have the VHS of Land Before Time, <laughs> you will have to rent it. Could we? It's a short movie. Could we also do Robot Monster? <laughs> How are we going to watch that? I've got it there on Blu-ray. And it's for free on YouTube because it's like... Oh, because it's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's shit and it's old. Um, so it's past any copyright. So the movie goes for an, yeah, hour, okay. and, an hour and two minutes, Robot Monster. And Land it's, Before Time goes for like an hour and ten. Yeah, it's seven minutes, 70 years old. Are you sure it's on... Yeah, not available on any streaming services. But Robot Monster, like it's, I've got a link of it. Roman, right an alien robot who gre- greatly resembles a gorilla in a diving helmet. <laughs> All right. We, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're, we're doing we're, a double. We're just doing a for, double up. Just for, just for right. Lee. Let's, we'll decide because during the week whether we do them as one episode or two. Because they're, so, right. related. they're uh, so related. They're so related. Yeah. And there's not going to be much impact of Robot Monster. Uh, there's not going to be much story for me to talk about. I don't think there's going to be there's story or impact, although I think there's a bit of story land before time, bit of impact that there's 14 sequels. There's f- yeah, but- 15 movies in the yeah. series, more yeah. than in bloody James Bond almost. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, so watch both Land Before Time 
and Robot Monster or one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and you can listen to those episodes next week. Uh-huh. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your podcast app and leave us a rating and review and tell your friends to listen to Tudoring Cinema uh, for next week and all in the past. Yes. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to Elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave the tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly.